um, so one of the most like amazing things that happened to me around the same time when I lived in Sydney was I did this thing called 40 Days and 40 Nights of Yoga and Meditation. Okay. And I just really started getting into yoga. This is exactly what it says, right? Like 40 Days, 40 it. Nights. Okay. 40 Days, 40 Nights. It's quite a classic um, program. You don't see it as much anymore, but this is, you know, 12... 14 years ago and it was quite like big round then and um so you basically did yeah meditation so you you met up each week for like the different style of meditation you were going to do and the first thing I'd ever heard so I was probably about 21 and they were like okay this week we're going to talk about watching your thoughts and we're going to look at the tapes that we play in our mind I was like tapes you play in your mind what are you talking about like this is like you know, weird, woo-woo. like, why would... Well, not so much woo-woo-woo. Like, I think I was open to it, but I was like, I don't think I play a tape in my mind. I don't have a repeater yeah. pattern. Went away, of course, started reflecting, and I was like, oh, my God, I do. And one of the tapes that I played was a victim tape. Okay. And I think women, again, can relate to this because of Disney movies that we've been sold, which is, like, something bad happens to me, and then my prince saves me. Wow. So I used to, like, come up... And this is quite... This is me oversharing my thoughts, yeah. which is quite... But, like, I used to be, like, I'm going to get hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is really dark, but I would be, like, I'm going to get hit by a car, I'm going to wake up, and it's going to be the sexy dog. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> but, like, I know that sounds really far-fetched, but I think a lot of people can relate to that. And... Maybe men can as well, but that sort of idea of like something and someone saving you, being saved, because we've been programmed, especially women, through every single Disney movie. If you think about it, it is like the woman's a victim. This is a like revelation for me. I've never seen it like that. (laughs) She's saved by a man. So like often like women might play it small or or keep it low profile because they're waiting for their hero. And I remember being like I was raised by a feminist mother, like, who, like, run her own business, like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to be, I want to be my own hero, my own journey. And that was, like, a big, big change for me. Hello, welcome to another episode of For Soul's Sake, a conversation in which we bring you amazing people, people who are transforming lives across the world through social media platforms, through their work in wellness, through their experiences that have transformed their lives and are using that to shape the lives of others. Today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Madeline Shaw. She is a wonderful person who is renowned in the wellness industry with a wealth of knowledge and experience. As a nutritionist, home cook, yoga and meditation teacher and best-selling author madeline has dedicated her life to helping others achieve true well-being from the inside out madeline's own wellness journey began when she was diagnosed with ibs prompting her to re-evaluate her lifestyle and dive deep into the world of gut health this is going to be cool i'm looking forward to hearing about this through her personal experiences and relentless pursuit of knowledge she has become a leading advocate for a holistic approach to health emphasizing the interconnectedness of nutrition, movement, and mindset. With her best-selling book, Get the Glow, Madeline has touched the lives of countless individuals, proving practical guidance and empowering insights on how to incorporate holistic principles into our everyday lives. Her wisdom and expertise have resonated with audiences worldwide, inspiring positive transformations and a renewed sense of vitality. Madeline continues to make a profound impact through her wellness platform, The Glow Space, a sanctuary that offers invaluable resources and support for those seeking balance and well-being. Her teachings on diverse nutrition, mindful eating, the importance of movement and stress management 
have helped countless individuals achieve remarkable results. Madeline, thank you for that. Thank you. You're an amazing person. You're clearly doing so much to uh, help people through your own experiences of health. Um, I have a question, though. Yes. What did you have for breakfast? <laughs> I had scrambled eggs with spinach, some like sprouts, so like sprouted mung beans, sunflower seeds and lentils. And some avocado. That's what I made for breakfast. I mean, compared to my bowl of nothingness <laughs> or my regular bowl of Cocoa Pops, is it really so important to have like a good, healthy morning breakfast? I know you're going to say yes, but tell me why. I really believe it. And it's the thing that anyone says to me, where do I start? It's really overwhelming. I always say start with breakfast because of blood sugar level balance. I know that sounds a little bit boring to people, no. but mm -hmm. what I like to sell it as is, do you get a slump at 11am where you need more coffee, more sugar? Do you get a slump at 4pm where you get, need more sugar, more coffee? Mm. If you do, you want to balance your blood sugar levels. So adding in protein to your breakfast is going to really help. It's going to keep you full until lunch. It's not going to give you those energy dips, that grumpy kind ofness where you hit that slump. And that's what we want to do. I think we want food to work for us in a way that it makes us feel good, it nourishes us, but also it makes us show up for life, whether that's as a really great parent, whether that's a really great colleague, whether that's pursuing your purpose in life. And I think when we eat well, all those other things happen. So I would say to people, protein pack your breakfast. So look at your breakfast and try and have a good portion of protein, whether that comes from eggs, whether that comes from tofu, whether that comes from protein powder in your smoothie or lots of hemp seeds in your porridge to kind of up that. That's a really, really good thing to start doing. Um, and it makes such a difference because it means that you start your day not spiking your blood sugar levels where you get that big spike from, say, toast and jam and then you get that dip afterwards it means that you just get that nice piece of energy and you stay at a stable level until your next meal say lunch i know so you know recently we had a retreat and uh, we had this amazing chef it was in italy kaylee who's our sound engineer he he was there with me and did you notice mate how everything we ate was it sustained us for much longer because everything was really really well cooked it was hot it was protein packed i think there was mm. a lot of um, yeah, tofu involved in the morning and I remember there being like a lot of vegetables and fruits and I was like, this is way better than my bowl of cocoa pops or cornflakes <laughs> and I can see like I'm just feeling way more energetic and exactly what you said, I didn't feel grumpy. Yes, exactly. That's amazing. Because it really does affect your mood, your energy and I think that's what we, we don't want to be, you know, always like oh I've got to eat something more I need to have another snack we want to eat and then go enjoy life and then come back again and eat again mm. whereas I think when you're on this like roller coaster you're just like waiting for the next meal grabbing the next snack grabbing the next energy drink coffee whatever it is to keep yourself going in this perpetual up and down cycle mm. so look some people don't like breakfast a lot of people are really into fasting or like delaying their breakfast till later but that doesn't matter whether you're eating at 9am or 11am the principle still stands the principle exactly it's the same thing just make mm. sure that it's protein packed and mm. diversity is also really important so like you said eating whether that's a few different types of fruits or a few different types of veg um that's also going to keep you more satisfied full and i think you know we think about food in nutritional compounds so like your macronutrients like protein carb carbohydrates fats but also we should think about it in what satisfies you and a lot of that is that 
umami. So those different types of tastes. So you might get a bit of sweetness. Umami. Yeah, you know umami. No, no? I don't. I'm, I'm like ignorant. <laughs> That's right. It's just about the different types of taste. So like sour, sweet, salty. So it's having all of those different things. And that's what um, satisfies us. That's what often makes foods taste really, really good is having those those different types of... And that, that's, I imagine, at the retreat, what you'll maybe have it. Yeah. Lots umami. of different flavours, tastes um, that satisfied you um, nutritionally, but also emotionally as well. That's my word of the day now. <laughs> Umami. That's my word of the day. I'm going to use that. Um, it seems like, and this is the first time we're meeting, but it seems yeah. like you've got a really good morning routine because if you've got that kind of breakfast, there must be like a holistic kind of, how to say, a well-rounded morning. And I know that many of us, uh, yeah, unfortunately, are packed in the morning needing to get out, yeah. go to schools, school runs yeah, yeah. and work runs and blah, blah, blah. Um, what does an ideal morning for you look like? So I have, I have a five-year-old. Oh. I have to pop that in there. Uh, so he luckily sleeps in a bit. 7.38 is his wake-up time. So I tend to wake up an hour before he wakes up. So 6.37. Sleeps, sleeps in a separate room. Yeah. Well, Sometimes. I would say he does like to creep in on the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Scattering. Anyway, um, so I wake up and the first thing I do is hydrate. So that's something that our body really needs first thing in the morning is water. We've probably not drunk water for eight to ten hours or something mm. like that. So I try and fill myself up with like at least a pint of filtered water first thing. Mm. And then I go out into sunlight. So the reason I do that well, it might not always be sunny, but yeah. daylight yeah. Um, is that's really helpful for your circadian rhythm is to get that exposure of light onto your skin, especially the tops of your eyelids first thing in the morning. And that helps you with the rest of your sleep cycle. Oh. So if you're someone that doesn't sleep that well, you want to obviously look at your nighttime routine and we can go into this, but you could also need to look at what you're doing in the day. And so many of us, I obviously know we're inside at the moment, mm. spend so much time indoors and not enough time outdoors and a huge importance for our circadian rhythm and our sleep cycle and our energy feeling good and bright in the morning and sleepy at night is because we're off kilter we're on screens we're inside too much and we're not getting that natural rhythm of what it is at the moment which is sun in the morning and then dark at night um and then i move and that's either yoga or pilates and i do that for about 20 30 minutes and then I meditate which is transcendental like mantra meditation TM, TM yeah mm. and at that point my son might have woken up and sometimes like he wakes up when I'm exercising sometimes he wakes up when I'm meditating and he does tend to know so he'll come and sit and cuddle me while okay. I meditate so that's quite nice um and so sometimes water it's, yeah, let me just try and remember water water pint minimum daily minimum daily yeah daily. or just in the morning morning okay yeah, yeah. pint of water in the morning <laughs> Daylight. Get some daylight on on you said on the eyelids. Yeah, yeah. So don't wear sunglasses. Circadian, circadian. Yeah, your circadian rhythm. Circadian so your cycle, rhythm. Okay. Your your sleep wake cycle. Okay, and then moving from that into doing some sort of movement. Yes. And then into some meditation. Yeah, that's like, mm. and I probably do that every day. I actually didn't do it this morning, as no, I said to you. Yep. So I. I went to bed a bit late, my alarm went off and I was just like, I just need that. I just knew I need that extra sleep. And I think I've been reading about how women need more sleep than men. Mm. So women need eight to ten hours. My wife tells me that all the time. Yeah. 
And men only need six to eight. Uh, yeah. So um, I've been trying to really make sure I'm getting that in that eight to ten, just that bit, eight at least eight to nine bracket each night. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, I, yeah, I put in an extra hour. So I meditated, um, but I'm going to do my movement this afternoon. Oh nice. Yeah. So I, I try and just show up, like, and it can be like ten minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour movement but I think for me it's about consistency of just getting in that rhythm because I I know when you have periods where you don't do it you just don't do it ever whereas I think if you just consistently even just do it you just do like 10 squats in your kitchen while your coffee's brewing it's just keeping that momentum up of um that routine basically Mm. I was never into anything health wellness of the body for a long long time okay and Turn of this year, I really made it a focus. So, got a PT, uh, started eating cleaner. Yeah, yeah. ER is the, the, the key part there. <laughs> and um, sincerely, I do feel a lot more uh, focused actively. I feel yeah. a lot more um, aware and conscious. And I've noticed like this the saying where the body goes, the mind flows. Has really become alive for me in this last like what seven months or so, and so I'm not so much concerned about how I look anymore. Yeah, that's completely gone out the window. I'm kind of like this is really good for my inner mental health, mm. and uh, also helps me to do my meditation, my chanting, and, and it helps me to sustain a longer period of focus. And so I so much, so much appreciate you sharing that morning routine. Um, what was the thing that switched you that mm. made you go into that? Because I think on the whole, probably everyone listening is like, I know I should do this. Yeah. I know I want to do that. But like, where does the moment come where you're like, OK, I'm going to make these changes? That's a really good point, um, because it was going to be my next question to you as well. <laughs> um, boom, boom, boom. Can I be honest? Yeah, go for it. I heard a comment about my um, exterior. OK. And it kind of really got it touched a nerve. And it was from someone I really love and I really care about. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, if they're saying it, then I've got to make a change. And so that was the initial start point. Yeah, yeah. And even though, like, we live in a world where, you know, if you shame someone or, like, there is a little bit of, I guess, honest feedback on their part, um, we can be like, oh, come on, that, that person was a little insensitive. Yeah, yeah. But I really, now I'm seven months in, I kind of feel like that was a really good thing for me to hear at that moment. Yeah. Like, fine, in the moment, it didn't sound nice. Yeah. But, um, I actually really, really thank that person because without them, I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Okay. So I think that was for me. I didn't really have any health problems, if I'm honest. Like yeah. I wasn't having any sleep problems, digestion problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got good skin, I think. Yeah, you've got, I've got, I've got skin. a mosquito bite, but that, apart from that, I'm all right. <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't have any external things that were saying, do this now, like I went to the doctor or anything like that. And that's why yeah. I wanted to ask you, when you were diagnosed with IBS, yes. was that the beginning? Yeah, so I moved to Sydney when I was 18. So my parents are from New Zealand, grew up in London, was meant to go to Newcastle University and then went, did a a year travelling after school and fell in love with Sydney. I was like, this is my place, a beach, but it's a city. Everyone was like outdoorsy, everyone's happy all the time and fell in love with it and ended up going to uni there for four years. And yeah, I mean, my parents were like, what? <laughs> like, this is literally... Anywhere yeah. in the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like, Newcastle seemed far. <laughs> yeah. 
um, and had the most amazing experience. I think it was a really like, um, I wouldn't be the person I am today without it because it was such a big risk moving in to a flat with like people I didn't know, didn't have any mates, like, you know, obviously I spoke the language, but it's a different culture there and it was a very different experience. Um... But, Did they like the English accent there? Oh yeah, they loved it. it was oh, we, great. we need to go to Australia. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to yeah. get over yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I um, so I was nineteen and I was having lots of digestive problems and went to the GP and they were like, "You've got this thing called IBS." And I, this is, so what am I? I'm thirty three. So this is a long, this is a long, long time ago. And I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. Like I wasn't really sure. And luckily, I was sort of. Getting into the health world, I'd always done yoga. I'd started it when I was about 17 for my A-levels. And then... It wasn't really a popular thing back then. I know. Well, my my mum was into it. And she was like, look, this is really good for stress. And my mum was like making me take omega-3 for my brain. My mum made me do that too. Yeah. I mean, we were like... We were doing lots of things that are now like the norm. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so anyway didn't really know what to do but went to see this naturopath and she was like look you need to change your diet Mm. and I thought I was really healthy I was doing what the magazines told me diet yogurt diet drinks you know I can't remember what was promoted Mm. you know that was at the time like low fat was like the thing Mm. and she was like you've got it all wrong you need to eat whole foods you need to eat quality protein you need to eat more diversity. You need to like up your fruit and veg. And I was like, okay, like I'll give this a go. And so, like, almost increasing than cutting things down. Hundred percent. It was a total game changer, and it was all about crowding in rather than cutting out, which has always been my mantra. Ooh, say that again. Crowding in rather than cutting out. What does that mean? It's about thinking about things in positives rather than the negative. So it's like. Instead of me saying, don't eat Cocoa Pops for breakfast, it's me saying, why don't you have a fist portion of, pr- of protein in your breakfast, so two scrambled eggs? Um, why don't you have a little bit of vegetables in your breakfast? So it's you adding those things in. And naturally, yes, probably the co- you might be like, well, I've just had scrambled eggs, this, this and this, but we don't need a bowl of Cocoa Pops. But I'm not telling you not to eat it mm. because you're going to be like, who does she think she is? I'm going to eat my Cocoa Pops. You know, like we've got that natural instinct. So I think that's been a really, really helpful thing because I think when we often don't hear not, so when we say to ourselves, like, I'm not going to eat pizza, I'm not going to eat chocolate. I don't know about you, but you end up being like, get me a pizza tonight. Like you think about way more. So you need to think about it in, in a different way, which is like, do you know what? I saw um, that aubergine curry and it looked really nice. And I've, I don't really quite know how to cook aubergine, but you know what? I'm going to give it a go tonight. And tonight I'm going to make aubergine curry with, you know, I, I love, uh, I don't know, sag or I love these sort of spices when I go to India. So I'm going to incorporate those spices. I know I like them, but I'm going to add in some aubergine just to try it out. Mm. And that is what I think makes these really positive changes is thinking in positives, thinking about crowding in, adding more things in and naturally those other habits will go away because you are more likely I mean you could eat that and then eat some more but at least you're eating something nutrient dense mm. you're nourishing your body so to carry it back to Australia story so went to see this naturopath she completely overhauled my diet and at the same time 
I was eating in this cafe so much they gave me a job and it was like this gym and cafe together and it was quite innovative for its time we were making our own kefir I was cracking open Thai coconuts every day with like a cleaver um we were like making like um sauerkraut we were like slow cooking things we were making salads and energy balls before energy balls were like something you could buy in the shops so I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life and I had had quite a few jobs before that but the minute I started learning more about nutrition and health and food I was like I want to get into this Mm. this is like I don't know how I'll make a career of it Mm. So I finished my degree, which was in ancient history. <laughs> so completely that unrelated. That is so different and <laughs> random. I was not expecting that. Ancient history. Well, over in Oz, they do it quite differently, which I really like. So you oh. do like an arts or a, or a business. So in arts, you basically can choose anything from the arts. So I did like anthropology, art history, um, like anything that's evolved. Oh, so it's in. not zeroed in. No. Okay. And then you basically major at the end. And okay. that my, I, it's not like I know loads and loads of ancient history. It's just that I had, I had done like three semesters of ancient history. So I majored in it. But I, it's more co- called an arts degree where you just study. And that was, to me, I think that makes so much more sense from a educational point of view. Because, okay, some people do know what they want to do. But most people don't. And most people are then spending three years learning about one thing that they might not even care about mm. at the end. So I actually quite like that approach to university. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish I kind of had that, like, caveating into that. Yeah, I remember, like, I did one degree at Brunel University, was a little bit naughty at the time. So I got kicked out of that university and was, like, searching around and then went to Leicester University and did another degree that was basically the same thing with a different title on it. Okay. And um, scraped my way through. But remember going, I wish the education system allowed me to explore a little bit more as opposed to just funneling me in. This is your thing now and that you have to only do this one thing. Because when I went and worked in corporate finance, I enjoyed it like 2%. (laughs) And I was like, I just spent three, well, actually five years because two years at Brunel, three years at Leicester, five years of my life trying to figure this out. And uh, yeah, it was like, the saddest moment of my life thinking I've just mm. wasted five years but I, know. I mean the good thing was that I found my spirituality during that time so yeah and I I don't I don't know a lot of people say that about uni it was wasted years because you don't you know for me I've never used what I do but I don't like okay fine maybe the the educational side is but it's about the like socialization oh, yeah. and you know all the different jobs that you get whether that's during term or during the holidays it's the relationships, it's the exploration, it's moving out of home, mm. but you're not quite an adult yet, but you are but you are more than before. I actually think it's fantastic. It was definitely cool. It's I mean it's a big potentially it's a big cost, you know, and fees have gone up so much. Yeah. So that's definitely a part of it where you'd be like, would you do it again? But I think it is an important um I think it is an important chapter for the evolution of us as, I agree with as that. humans. I'd agree with that. Um so yeah. Bring on ancient history. Yes, we're wrapping ancient history today. (laughs) Tell me something something about ancient history that I didn't know before. What's your favourite fact? What's your favourite part of ancient history? It's so bad, I can't really remember any that much. But I do like Greek mythology. Me too. Greek mythology is probably was my favourite part. Um, but I like the Greek gods and like the tales. A hundred percent, and the sort of like how they're telling you lessons through, 
Who's that Narcissus who looked in the mirror and falls in love with himself? And you know him? I know him, but I don't know his yeah. name. Um, so, yeah. And yeah. that's kind of where, like, narcissism came from. So, like, so so much of, like, of, you know, the stories are often how we've formed into, I don't know, mm. culture, language. So I, I think, yeah, I think it's fascinating. But mm. honestly, it is quite terrible. I, I remember more about the, yeah, the socialising than the studying. Sadly. I think most yeah. of us do. So. <laughs> if you ask me about banking and finance, I'd be like, I don't know, uh, what's inflation again? <laughs> you know, I, I definitely it's it's become a huge blend. Do, yeah. I sometimes have nightmares about the exams. Oh, I have that back at school. Yeah. Got to do A levels again. Yeah. Cla- that was a classic dream. I mean, yeah. now that might well get this because we're trying to figure out where my son's going to go for school, and some okay. of the schools that we're applying for, he's only three. Yeah, yeah. But there's some of them they have like this entrance exam thing. <laughs> And it's not really an exam. It's just like they get to play and the teachers watch them. I'm getting anxiety about that because I'm like, what the hell? Like, why is he having to do exams at such a young age? Like, he's going to be terrorized for the rest of his life with exams. But I know. Exams are part of life. They are. Yeah, they are part of life, 100%. Mm. And um, look, I think those things are quite relaxed. You know, I think they are just about seeing that he cooperates and understands. So. And I'm sure he'd be fine. Yeah. Although, I think my sister didn't get into one of those things because of that. But I'll, I'll tell that off there. I feel like yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want that approach. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Speaking about transcendental meditation. Yes. Mm, what do you do? Like, what's the actual, like, meditation? Is it guided? Is it, um, is it something where you have to personally, like, have a, uh, you read something and then you meditate? Because I've never done TM. Have you not? Okay. So I don't know what that involves. So, yeah, it's a mantra-based meditation. So you're given a personalized mantra by your teacher. Ooh, I can buy into this. Um, and you do it for 20 minutes in the morning and the evening. Um, afternoon, normally, before dinner. And it's about using your mantra to transcend to a different state of consciousness. consciousness. Yeah, and you use your mantra as a tool to anchor you back. So you know when you're meditating, yeah. you're like, oh, and then you're like, hmm... For you, you might be like, I wonder what school will be right. Will he behave? Will he throw a tantrum? You know, and you go into the thought. And the idea is that you notice that you're thinking and then you repeat a mantra again. And then that kind of sends you back into that state. So you're sort of coming, you're going up and down into sort of thought and then transcending down into it and grounding. Exactly. Yeah. So I learned eight years ago by an amazing teacher called Will Williams from Bija. You should interview him. Cool. He's really cool. And yeah, I love it. And I do also like guided meditations and I I like to do them myself and I like to, but I find with the mantra, I, what I love about it is you can do it anywhere. You don't need your phone. You don't need your earphones. You can wake up and it's just you. And it's very still. It's very quiet. And I often like sometimes just use my mantra like, this is probably a bit too much no, information, no, but I was getting a smear test. <laughs> okay. And it's quite, I mean, you're all men in the room. Yeah. It's quite confronting what they do. You I know? have never, yeah, so I don't know what that involves, but we, yeah, okay. Anyway, women will know. Yeah. And uh, so I use my mantra just to relax my body. So I sometimes use my mantra just in moments of like, I feeling a bit stressed as I like anchor to calm my body, calm my mind. Mm. Uh, and I, yeah, I really love it. I think each their own everyone connects differently with different things Mm. and i get that people won't connect with 
that style as much as others but for mm. me it really works um, I think tides are, t- yeah. are changing though like yeah. maybe because I'm in that bubble right now so yeah. my practice is chanting yeah and so I'm singing and chanting. Yeah, yeah. And obviously on, on Instagram, everyone just looks and goes, oh my God, that's really raucous. And they're all dancing and ecstatically moving and chanting. Um, but a lot of my chanting is very peaceful. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. that 20%, that's like the ecstatic, you know, everyone's moving and dancing and chanting and raving. But um, I actually sometimes, even when I'm walking in silence, I'll chant. Yeah. Or like when I'm just doing something in and around the house, I'll be singing and chanting to myself. And I think that, there is a, a growing scene in the mantra spheres. I think there's there's something that people are going, this makes sense. Like I am so used to hearing sound vibration, which yeah. changes my consciousness in different other facets of my life, whether it be romance, whether it be mm, excitement in a, in a movie thriller or mm. you know, an action scene that you're used to hearing particular sound vibrations. And I think that there's a sound vibration that is so clearly attached to higher con- consciousness. Yeah, watch this space. Maybe it's just because I'm in that bubble and I'm seeing my thing grow that I feel like that's what's happening. But um, yeah. No, I totally agree. I think there's an there's an appetite for meditation appetite. in a way that there wasn't before. I feel like I used to have to like convince people and now right. people are like much more interested. But I, I think a lot of people, I don't know if you get this, are like, oh, I'm not good at meditating. I'm always thinking in meditation yeah. or I'm not getting it right. And I think, I'm sure you're dispelling this myth all the time, but like, thoughts are part of meditation exactly. and like it, I've asked every time I meet a meditation teacher I'm like so have you ever had a meditation without thought and like most of them are like once do you know what I mean in yeah. like their thousands and thousands of times that they've showed up and sat on the mat and meditated mm. like and I think that just really goes to show that actually it's quite unlikely not to have a thought because that's how that's how our mind works and it is whether that's to keep us safe or to kind of plan or control or all these different things that our mind's often doing it's that's okay and we have to kind of come have a bit more peacefulness and like mm. almost detachment from it yeah. but um, watching the thoughts go by exactly being in the observer yeah world. and i think that's actually really helpful like even if you are just watching your thoughts for 10 minutes it's not a bad thing because um so one of the most like amazing things that happened to me around the same time when I lived in Sydney was I did this thing called 40 days and 40 nights of yoga and meditation okay and I just really started getting into yoga it's exactly what it says right like 40 days 40 nights. Okay. 40 days 40 nights it's quite a classic um program you don't see it as much anymore but this is you know 12 14 years ago and it was quite like big ground then and um so you basically did yeah meditation so you you met up each week for like the different style of meditation you were going to do and the first thing I'd ever heard so I was probably about 21 and they were like okay this week we're going to talk about watching your thoughts and we're going to look at the tapes that we play in our mind and I was like tapes you play in your mind what are you talking about like this is like you know weird like why would i'm not so much woo woo like i think i was open to it but i was like i don't think i play a tape in my mind i don't have a repeater pattern went away of course started reflecting i was like oh my god i do and one of the tapes that i played was a victim tape okay and i think women again can relate to this because of disney movies that we've been sold which is like something bad happens to me and then my print saves me So I used to like come up and this is quite, this is me oversharing my thoughts, which is quite, but like I used to be like, 
I'm going to get hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is really dark, but I'd be like, I'm going to get hit by a car. I'm going to wake up and it's going to be the sexy dogs. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> but like, I know that sounds really far-fetched, but I think a lot of people can relate to that. And maybe men can as well, but that sort of idea of like something and someone saving you being saved because we've been programmed, especially women, through every single Disney movie. If you think about it, it is like the woman's a victim. This is a like she's... revelation for me. I've never seen it like that. <laughs> she's saved by a man. Yeah. So like often like women might play it small or or keep it low profile because they're waiting for their hero. And I remember being like, I was raised by a feminist mother, like who like run her own business, like absolutely not. Like I'm not gonna be I wanna be my own hero, mm. my own journey. And that was like a big, big change for me. And I think I always was like, oh, I'll just marry someone. And then I was like, no, I'm going to have a good career and I'm going to like form my like life. And, you know, and of course, you know, I have a great relationship and I have a child and I have all these other things and they are a big part of my life. But like I also formed my own. I didn't wait around for that. I formed my own path, my own career, my own purpose. And that was from just observing way, yeah. that tape that was playing. Totally. And I Whoa, think... these are deep points. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think if we can, like, have a takeaway for you, for anyone listening, is, like, what are the tapes that we're playing? Because it's often... Money is a big one. Like, when I get wealthy, I'll live like this. Or, yeah, when I meet someone, I'll get like this. Or when I'm happy. And it's always often it's, like, when, when, when. Um, and it's, like, yeah. why not now? Like, why not? choose to be happy now or choose to feel love now um i feel like a, yeah. a cool exercise would be literally just to write on a piece of paper what are the tapes that i'm playing in my life line and then just start writing free writing and seeing yeah. like it takes a little but maybe it's a case that you need to do write that paper spend a day being observant or spend two days being observant and then come back to the paper and go Definitely. what are my tapes it can't happen in a day it's like over a few weeks i would right. say because or you're just, or you could even be like, what do I fantasize about? Like, what am I, or like, yeah, That's what do I get? It. Yeah, what do I fantasize about? Good, bad, like, you know, we don't have to make judgments in that. It's like, where does it go? Like, what am I, what am I, what am I thinking about? Or like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. It's, it's something that really helped me. Um, and I think if I hadn't gone through that, mm. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done it. And it's not that I don't sometimes go back into that tape. That's but I'm point. way more aware of it. Just conscious yeah. that it's there, parked. 100%. So it's okay, that will happen in due course of time. Yeah, that happens to me a lot. Yeah. Like, for example, for me, my practice is every day I chant for two hours in the morning. Mm -hmm. Sounds super arduous, and it is some <laughs> days. Uh, like, I only did an hour today because I had to get here in time. Um, but during that, honestly speaking, this is almost without fail. The first, like... Uh, half an hour, 40 minutes, even up to an hour is just all the various thoughts that are coming and going and like, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to sometimes it's being, I need to be more this, I need to mm. be more that. And then sometimes it's like the one thing that I desire the most is like playing through and it's a material desire, you know, and oh, being vulnerable. Yeah. What is my deepest material desire is to be appreciated and okay. to, you know, okay, that all the things I'm putting out and putting up so much energy yeah. to try and serve and try and help and uplift that I hope that one day it does get appreciated. That That's a material desire. Like, how can I increase my appreciation of, I mean, the adoration of from others? So that's yeah. like something I had to deal with and I have to just keep kind of praying about it, keep, you know, seeing if there's something that 
will change eventually but i know it's there and i just park it exactly like you said it's there i know it's there but uh my purpose and my um my life is meant for more and i i have to remind myself of that consciously like mm -hmm. okay i know these material desires are there but my spiritual desires are way more powerful and they will help me to transcend and i've seen that over time it sounds maybe yeah i hope it doesn't come off that it's impossible but over the 15 18 20 years i can't even remember how long it's been wait 2007 what are we in now 23 yeah what's that 16 16 years so 16 years of practice i have noticed that if uh, if anything i'm more conscious and aware that those things are there and that uh, slowly they're becoming purified mm. that slowly like through this practice of chanting and meditation and service and serving whatever capacity i can that those things are slowly transforming to becoming less me centric less absorption on me 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 my my myself yeah. self self and uh yeah so it's like almost i hope it's a hope giving story that um the process works like you don't have to look a certain way or speak a certain way or you know just be a, a little bit disciplined i guess is required yeah and uh stick with inspiration stories like find those that are on the path as well maybe a few years further ahead and then just like hear from them and see okay what are they doing has it really worked for them and i think that what i'm speaking about here is yes a firm resolve discipline but also finding a good community like you know definitely do you have a community of people that you meditate with or like Ooh. or like maybe a nutrition circle that you really feel that's a good question yeah, I wouldn't say I've got a massive work community. I definitely have a lot of community in my in my family, friends, and my mm. personal life. Even with the glow space? So the glow space I've got, yeah, people who are subscribed to it. I haven't done any, like, in-person things. It's only six months old. Mm. Um, but that's definitely something I like to do. Because when I first started my business, I did, like, supper clubs, talks, cooking things. And I was much more, like involved in was i think once the lockdown happened it was obviously you couldn't meet anyone in person and then i probably kept it that way which is a shame because it was actually really nice to be you enjoyed it totally and i think you learn so much from people whether they're like i'm struggling with this or like thank you for helping with this and you're like oh okay because obviously you can see like statistics and comments but actually hearing from someone what really helps them really for me that's like yeah. the why I wake up and do what I do wow. and like I think I also you just learn as well you're like okay this is working well this is not this is actually what people are struggling most with like and you can navigate your content and creation to that but um I think for me uh during the lockdown I realized that even though I was like promoting like health and wellness and movement I was like I'm not I felt like I wasn't like moving and even though I trained as a yoga teacher nine years ago mm. I was like I'm not able to I think obviously classes had shut down and I was always a class person and I was like okay how do I start creating like movement at home so that's only been something I've done really in the last year or so because I really got out of exercising probably maybe went on the walks you know the 
COVID walks. <laughs> the COVID walks, but everyone else was getting really fit and mm. locked down. I just didn't. I we had this know, really yeah. interesting WhatsApp group. Um, it was initially just called Walkies, and it was like just a bunch of lads. <laughs> and the thing is, because we couldn't gather inside, yeah, so we used yeah. to sit outside on garden furniture. But it used to get really cold at night, so then yeah, we, had, yeah. we I used to get the blankets out, so we ended up calling the group. And if you're part of this group, you know who you are. It's called Walkies and Blankies. Oh, that's really cute. I love it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Do you but, know, yeah, but like, yeah, hanging out with people, God, yeah, it's such an important mm. thing. Because they say, don't they, like, over meditation, over food, over anything, relationships are like the number one thing for your health. Your health and well-being mm. is like the quality of your relationships. And I think it's quite an interesting one because I think sometimes when you get quite heavily into health and wellness, it can impact your relationships. Not always, like often in a positive way, but often it's like, you're I'm focusing. not going to eat out because mm. I can't eat the right whatever it is. Mm. Or, oh, I'm not going to come to your party because I've got to get up and do my 6am boxing class or whatever. And I think we've got to have that flexibility of knowing that actually the relationship part is the most important. And it might mean that we sleep in and we miss that one morning or yeah. we're a little bit tired or we we don't, we go out and eat and it's not exactly the most nutritious food, but actually that joyfulness and that community that the conversations the feeling of connection yeah. is more powerful than the food and the exercise we've got a balance things. what's the words that this this gen uh, maybe i'm I'm old now <laughs> uh, they call it uh the balance between jomo and fomo jomo and FOMO. the joy of missing out <laughs> and obviously i have fomo everyone knows but um yeah it's like knowing like how to navigate that like what social circles do i feel will nourish me but also do i need to be in solitude yeah. Like, you know, knowing what that balance is, I think um, I don't really so much think that there is such a state as balanced state. Like, I think mm -hmm. it's always like a little bit this way, a little bit that way. Yeah. Like, did you know, like on an airplane, right? Mm -hmm. um, an airplane's got a, a, a route that's going on. Yeah. Like, it's got a line that it has to follow. The airplane will be on that track only 20% of the time. Mm -hmm. The other 80% it's either a little bit this way or a little bit that yeah. way. I think that's so much significant of life. I think sometimes we aim so hard on that yeah. 20% <laughs> that we just go, it's all right, like just adjust. No, like, okay, today I'm feeling I need a little bit of walkies and blankies. Today I, I need to just be on my own. Today I need to go to sleep early. Today I need, yeah, I need a little bit of social life. So it's that. That's what I think it is. That's balance for me. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think everything I'm hearing you say is like, is understanding yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I need this today versus tomorrow versus the other day. Whereas, I guess we're living in an amazing time, but quite a complicated time where we have so much information, right? You turn on your phone and this person's telling you peanut butter is going to kill you. And then you're like scrolling down and it's like, never do hit. Like you, you can only do low impact or whatever. And that's Good. quite full on, you know, from everyone right because you're mm. like but what do i do like who's the expert <laughs> yeah like everything is like you know so you end up like yeah you're following one thing and you're not following like you said for yourself that maybe on some days sleep is more important on some days you know eating more fiber or something like that is more important but mm. i think yeah how do you think <laughs> i love that i'm turning around to interview you how do you think we can navigate back to finding our own compass when it comes to our own well-being because I think that's I think that's such a key part right it's like okay there's lots of information we take it but we also have to like know that we are so I'm so my body is so different to yours and I'm what 
I do for my body what might not work for yours and vice versa. Yeah, I think it's like there's so many things I could say on this. Mm. I'd say to start, it needs, there needs to be a desire. There needs yeah. to be like a, a want for that. Yeah. Like if you don't really desire it, then you're always going to think that it's an afterthought. But if you're like really conscious that, okay, I really want to be a little bit more like this, a little less like that, then I think it has to start with a little reflection in a work and just going, what do I really want? Like, yeah. okay, people make resolutions, but they make them kind of like at 11.59 on the 31st <laughs> of December. Like, it doesn't make sense because like you're not thinking through what is it really yeah. that you desire in life. So that's, I guess, number one. And then for, second would be once you know ex what, what is it you want from your life and what area you want to kind of focus in on, whether it be bodily health, mental health, spiritual health, then reading around the subject, like finding people that you feel are authentic on that path, yeah, authentically on that path. And yes, you might trip up here and there, like exactly what you said, there's just so much information that how mm -hmm. do I navigate the plethora of information that's out there? You have to just take a step and it does take a, a little bit of a leap of faith to say, mm -hmm. okay, here's someone that I admire. Maybe it's, it starts external. I like the way they look. I like the way they talk. Da, da, da. Yeah. Then you have to peel away the layers and say, okay, what is it really that they're talking about? And then once you've done it, and this this could take a whole like five years, what I'm talking about. It's not like going to happen overnight. <laughs> but I think, yeah, finding experts in that field and three, finding peers in that field. Mm -hmm. I think we sometimes um, can rely too heavily on peers and not on those that quote unquote are experts. And I think sometimes we rely too heavily on experts and not on peers. Mm. And I think that both are required in, in tandem. Like if you have a community where someone's been practicing the same thing that you are maybe for 10 years longer or five years longer, yeah, yeah. it's such a wealth of knowledge. Like, okay, 100%. so I'm going through this right now. What do you think I should do? Like, da, 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 da. What, what does 10 years down the line look like? Yeah. You know, and uh, so I guess that was maybe three things in short that really worked for me. Uh, or I would think about if, if someone asked that question, to, what about you? Yeah, no, I really like that answer. I think something I watched the other day was this yeah nutrition guy on Instagram saying that the reason why he posts about what foods are bad for you is it does better for the algorithm because we have negative bias. Oh, interesting. So like we love, you know how the news is always like, you know, everything's terrible and... We're all going to die. Yeah, and like often the headlines oh, yeah. are like really, really bad. Mm -hmm. So that's because we have negativity bias. So we like, we'll look more at bad things than good things, which is like such a terrible yeah. trait of human beings. But I'm sure that's a lot to do with like keeping safe, you know, survival. I mean, that that's not new in one sense, because that's what yeah. the news is, right? Exactly. So that's why the news has gone down the way they have, because they know we've got negative bias. Negative headlines will sell. They need to make money. It goes on. And same with this same guy. He was like, the algorithm favours when I say Don't do peanut this. butter will kill you versus <sighs> try some almond butter or By something. By the way, will yeah. peanut butter really kill you? <laughs> I need no. to know. I'll get worried now. <laughs> no. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, we can go into that in a sec. But uh, <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, so it, I, I thought it was really interesting that, because I did think, God, he's quite negative. Yeah. Like, Come he's on, quite mate. full on. But like, that's, he's like being like, this is what works and I'm going to sell it to you. I think, so I think we need to have that awareness when we're we're um, consuming information from people is that they might, you know, they they want to help you, yes, but they also want to make money, be successful, you know, they're wise behind these things. So I think it's a kind of key thing and controversy works and, and saying something, you know, really dramatic 
kind of hits home. So I think that's a really fascinating mm. thing to think about, understand and, and learn from. Yeah. Um, I've always said, like, be your own detective. So kind of, yeah, figure out what works for you. Like, I think we all know that movement is important, but find the movement that works for you. Right. So whether that's dancing, whether that's hiking, whether that's climbing, whether that's yoga, whether that's football, strength training, football, exactly. I actually think it doesn't matter that much. I know lots of people will be like, no, this is the only type and strength training is the way. Mm -hmm. But I think actually moving, like some people don't want to be in the gym with weights and actually any form of movement is amazing. Um, and then again, with like nutrition, I think there's a lot of controversy, but I think we can pretty much agree that like, vegetables are a good thing and diversity is a good thing so eating a range of different types of foods and whether that's if you do include a bit of meat or you or you are plant-based or whether that's you know kind of making sure that plants are the biggest part of your diet and then the other bits can be the add-ons mm. and when I say plants I mean like nuts seeds you know vegetables fruits grains legumes so that's what I mean not just vegetables when I say plants and then I think we all know that we need some form of stress management and and something for our mental health and that might be drawing and that might be singing and that might be chanting and it might be meditating and it might be reading but finding what's right for you so kind of looking that move mm. move much meditate say that um, again move, move much meditate move <laughs> much meditate I like that That's and then finding your your pieces for that because you, you talked about the glow space before which is a platform i launched six months ago which has movement yoga and now pilates meditations and meal plans mm. so it's kind of for people who find that they can't quite make it to the classes you know want to kind of fit wellness in but don't have the time so it's about bringing it to home so it's really affordable it's 9.99 a month you can do 20 minutes of yoga or 20 minutes of pilates in the morning a five minute meditation and then you're done for your like movement that's your things. and then i do a lot of like food prep so like on a sunday make this kind of soup make these energy balls make this bircher for the next three breakfast and then you've filled your filled your fridge you knocked the mic <laughs> She knocked the mic. Before we started, Kaylee's like, don't you, knock the mic. I told you negativity. The negatives don't work. See, she did it. <laughs> She's going to do it again now. Yeah, I'm just going to keep my hands. No, no, it's fine. Um, and where was I? I was yeah, getting making, I was so you enthusiastic. Said, you said uh, like yeah, prepping, prepping breakfast. Exactly. And I find that's a really good thing because I think if you opened your fridge and you saw... Do you like bircher or like overnight oats? Or, I like overnight oats. Yeah. If you saw some overnight oats, you're much more likely to grab that than then make your cocoa pops. Mm. Whereas if you're like, oh, true, it's true, 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 I've got to get out the door. It's nursery drop off. You're mm. like, okay, I'll quickly do the cocoa pops right. um, because I've got to get the oats out and then I've got to soak them. And then how long is it going to soak for? Mm. And I'm not going to make it. So I find food prep's a really good thing to do because then your fridge is full. You're much more likely to reach for that because we like convenience, right? We like convenience. We love convenience. And that's why, like, all these things like um, Get Here and what are those, like, delivery things where you can, like, order, oh, yeah. like... Ocado. And... Yeah, but no, but they've gone to even more, like, they're the ones that you can just be, like, I want tea. And you can, like, order a cup of tea to oh, your yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, 
Like that it sounds that. so bananas yeah. that someone would actually order a I cup of tea that the to first the door. Yeah. I experienced that for the first time in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I went there last year and someone told me about this app that's got this kind of... Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is insane. Like, it's like Amazon, but for food. And you get it right now. And Te- Like 10 minutes. It's and insane. It's there. I yeah. know. So I think we've got used to that. So it's like, okay, so we like convenience. So how can you sort of make your convenience? So whether that's like... Where your kids having a nap, your kids are watching a movie on a Sunday, or if you don't have children, you've got loads of time to make food. Um, you Trust know, me, just, you've got a lot of time. <laughs> just giving two hours to prep and just making it almost is like you're making your week run ahead so much easier. Mm. And I think you can do little things like even if it's like you roll out your mat the night before and you've got your yep. yoga class yep, ready yep, yep. in the morning, or if you get your, I don't know what you sit on when you do your chanting, but get cushion. your little cushion set up and you've got your place like ready, you're much more likely to do those things. Yep. Or I sometimes sleep. You don't have, uh, well, maybe you wear one, I don't know. I wear sports for at night to sleep in and then I wake up and then I can move immediately. I don't have to get, so I've got wow. pyjama bottoms on. I mean, I do that, bra. to yeah. be honest. But like, I train in my pajamas. Yeah, exactly. Why, exactly. Train in your pajamas. Why not? Like, mm. because that one step, I mean, it's much easier now. It's, warm in the mornings but when it's winter when you get mm, out and you're like i don't want to get in my gym gear whereas like you said dressing gown on downstairs start warming up Boom. and then take the dressing gown off mm. it's the way to go do you yeah. know what i sleep in a football t-shirt so i'm just like ready to go exactly it's perfect i really think i used to when i was little sleep in my school uniform oh. to get an extra bit of sleep in me that and my brother it was smart. our technique yeah so we'd I mean, like i was gonna yeah. say i'd try that but no so <laughs> Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was such a good technique. And then you just got that extra little bit of sleep in mm. the morning. The glow yeah. space, everyone. Check it out. Oh, thank you. I think it's, that's awesome. I'm going to check it out. Thank you. Um, this has been a really wholesome conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Thank oh, you. Good. No, thank I've you really so much. I think well. we've touched on so many different things, so many different dynamics, so many different uh, discussion points. There have been good moments of human education, entertainment. Um, I want to do some quick fire round questions. Let's do it. You up for it? Okay. What's something in nutrition that you're curious about right now? Grenade bars. Grenade bars. So random. I feel like they've absolutely exploded. They're these. If you guys heard of it, no. he's, he's looking it up right now. Uh huh. So they're these bars that have come out that are like one gram of protein. Uh, sorry, one gram of sugar. Okay. To, like really, I think twenty something grams of protein. Everyone's going nuts for them. And I just don't quite understand. Are they good for you or are they not? Can you tell me? Can you put do like an Instagram thing on it? I need to research it more. So they're quite clever. They basically break their sugars down. So they say this is carbohydrate, they, this is sugars, and then they say six grams of polyols, which is a type of alcohol sugar. Ooh. And it does digest differently to sugar, but I'm just not. I'm Convinced. not sure whether actually it's seven grams of sugar in the bar. But anyway. That's something I'd like to understand more. Is it's so specific. Yeah. But grenade bars, like I think they're the biggest selling product at the moment. Biggest selling snack, like is thing. It? Yeah, people love them because they taste like Oreos, peanut butter bars, and they have like no very very low. That's your real yeah. for tomorrow, done. Right. So that's what I need to do. I need to understand it more. There's yeah, not enough information on it. It's all positive and glowing, and I'm not saying it's not, but I'm I am just yeah. I'm 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 just intrigued. But it is the 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 big the big bar of the moment, and mm-hmm. they do taste good. I have to say. I'm gonna try one. <laughs> What's something that you're personally working through in your nutrition at the moment? I am working on making sure that I chew my food really well. 
So it's something Ooh. I always teach people all the time. But it's, it's a classic thing. It's often we teach what we most need to learn. Right. Do you know what they say I that about you. people? I, uh, I, yeah, I sometimes can eat quite quickly. And actually digestion starts in the mouth. So we need to chew our food 10 to 15 times each bite. You count? Well, sometimes. you can sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and that's what allows and that reduces bloating it means you absorb it more oh. it also makes you feel more full and satisfied and it's something I tell everyone but it's something I have to work on all the time because naturally I guess when you work you're a parent you want to so don't, you want to live li- live mm. life you just sometimes do eat quickly and I think we live in a fast-paced instant satisfaction society so that is something that I am yeah hopefully working on Amazing. Forever. Well, not hopefully working forever. Hopefully I'm going to nail it. Nail it. <laughs> you let me know if that works. Thanks. Um, something you used to deeply value, but don't value as much anymore. Oh, that's a great question. So I remember my bucket list when I was 23. And I had two things on it that were like material. And that was a vintage Mercedes and a Chanel handbag and I generally couldn't care if I had those anymore really yeah like no like even if I got bought obviously if I got bought them I'd be like thank you I wouldn't yeah, be like yeah, yeah. throwing it in the bin but you don't value it as much I just don't yeah I don't value it so mm. that's that's a really yeah I would say material things more and more as I got older yeah they don't they yeah. don't they don't fill me with feed my soul and I know it because often I'll like see a dress and I'll be like oh my god and I'll buy it and I'll be like I don't even like it that much anymore and I know that that's probably even more exacerbated with with big purchases with the vintage Mercedes and the Chanel handbag if (laughs) if you know when her birthday is and you're thinking about a gift and you're wealthy here are two options you've got it here there you go last one if you could create one law in nutrition that everyone has to follow what would it be? That is a great question. Yes. Eat two to three portions of veg with your lunch and dinner. Two to three portions of veg with your lunch with and your lunch dinner. And dinner. That's what I would do. A law. That's a great law. <laughs> it's a law. It's law. <laughs> I hereby declare. You get put in prison if you don't. If there's, <laughs> if there's one. Manon's going to get you. <laughs> thank you so much, Manon. No, this has been you. awesome. Thank it's you so much so nice. for your time, your presence, for your education value, for really sharing so many. I think there were really nice moments of people being able to take away me, you, uh, taking away. I could add that. I could crowd in versus what was it called again? Crowd in rather than cutting out crowd in rather than cut out and I think that's really powerful Something I'm going to re-listen to this I think there's going to be some value for me um, look forward to see you guys at the next episode of For Soul's Sake and share this with a friend For Soul's Sake peace out For Soul's Sake For Soul's